0: Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to say Hampton and I joke around on the show a lot about suicide because we're very comfortable with it because we've thought about it a lot and dealt with it in our families. We're not making these jokes to make light of depression itself or the act of suicide so just please know that while you're listening we're on your side we're doing this to help and if you really are suicidal if you're feeling that way please I can't urge you enough call 1-800-273-TALK it's the National Suicide Helpline they're there 24 hours a day seven days a week they're amazing they will talk you through it you do not need to do it stay here with us glad you're alive You know just what to do when I look at you and I don't wanna go. They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone when I don't wanna go. This is how we do it, this is how we do it. <laughs> it's going to be a Friday night.
1: Or like a Saturday morning. A
0: Saturday morning. how we do it. Imagine if um, Moyle. Montel Juden. <laughs> <laughs> Moyle Juden. <laughs> Hey, wait a second. That's not Dave Ross. Oh, no. That's Jake Wiseman. Hey, what's up,
1: guys? I killed Dave. (laughs) Actually, no, he killed himself. He really loved the podcast. And we're going to do this episode about his suicide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for coming in, Jake. Uh, I'm sorry about all the, the last minute confusion here. That's okay. Dave, folks, people who care about Dave listening to this... Dave keeps getting the fucking flu. <laughs> yeah. He will not stop licking doorknobs, <laughs> shoving random things out of Asking sick people to cough directly
1: into his lungs. He's weird like that.
0: <laughs> He's a weirdo, and we love him. But, uh, and get well soon, Dave. I'm sure you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> that would be actually amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, Dave's sick, and uh, I don't know. It, it's gonna be weird guys my theory is that this episode is either gonna be our worst episode ever or our best episode ever and i'm actually kind of scared like what if there's like a title shift where
1: yeah if it's too good then yeah. dave's out but yeah, if it's if, if i really tank then uh <laughs> then everyone is like please bring dave back <laughs> i will do anything to I'll get kill Dave back. you to yeah. bring Dave back be, i'll keep just kill myself again this is
0: kind of jake's roundabout way of killing himself <laughs> is by doing such a good job on a suicide podcast <laughs> that the fans want him dead that way it's kind of like suicide by cop you know yeah yeah, yeah. our, our well, that's what we call our fans cops <laughs> cop buddies
1: what if hey, you buddies. found out all of your listeners were cops what would you do <laughs> Like, you, literally, like, anyone who's ever listened is a cop. You're so big in the Wait. LAPD community, and they think that you stand behind them. You are philosophically in line with everything they do. You would Damn have to it. stop, I think.
0: Oh, uh, you're all narcs? <laughs> Wait a second. You're all wearing a wire? Like, that's what I think a podcast is, is people listening to this recording I'm putting out is a wire.
1: Do you think anyone has... Um, <laughs> been arrested while they were listening to Suicide Buddies on their earbuds? Oh, most definitely. Most of our fans are jugglos and repeatedly
0: (laughs) (laughs) arrested. Um, Folks, this is Suicide Buddies. It's a comedy mental health podcast where we talk about depression. We talk about life. It's usually me and Dave Ross uh, catching up with each other. And then we talk about uh, suicide in history and kind of go over it and try and find something something to take away from it <laughs> from all this senseless <laughs> this senseless bullshit mm-hmm. Jake and I, I we brought on Jake because he has a show called Corporate on Comedy Central which is maybe one of the darkest looks at directly at suicide <laughs> it is so funny and so beautiful and it also has like a an incredible like punk rock edge i got to say like it really is like it's like you do something really gorgeous, and then you just kind of smash it,
1: yeah, I think that's <laughs> like, the idea, yeah. And
0: it's like to watch the show, it's like two characters kind of having a back and forth almost about an inner monologue about depression and suicidal thoughts. Yeah, and it is the funniest fucking dog, yeah, but it just looks seen. good.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just like, oh, it looks good. In fact, now I'm now worried it looks so good that people will kill themselves because they think they should because it's like a <laughs> glossy advertisement for it.
0: Oh, that's such a like fun way to look at it, Yeah, that you're doing ads for yeah. killing yourself <laughs> yeah. to society. Well, I think actually, I mean, main takeaway there is that Pat Bishop is like a oh, yeah.
1: certified genius. Pat Bishop, the director of corporate, is unbelievable. He's uh, I remember the president of Comedy Central asked him, how did you get this good so young? And Pat was like, I... Don't know. <laughs> he just is that good. Oh,
0: it's the lenses. Yeah, <laughs> such
1: a dick. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's just the. Well, camera. actually, Pat
1: doesn't have a penis, so he wastes no time <laughs> on his sexuality, and it's all just studying film and then making excellent film. He has no penis. He has five balls, but no dick, and so he's <laughs> just got balls. a lot of pent up sort of come, and he puts it all into the screen.
0: <laughs> That's where you see in the magic, baby. Yeah. It's all up on the screen. <laughs> I like that uh, Pat doesn't have any sort of gender. Yeah. Uh, he has a question mark. Uh-huh. Well, like that character, Pat, It's Pat.
1: <laughs> Remember the genderless Pat? <laughs> which gender was Pat? Oh, my God. Breakout. What is
0: gender? If you had t- asked me which SNL breakout <laughs> movie is it going to be, Wayne's World or It's Pat, yeah. I would have put money down It's Pat. Who You're, liked you Wayne's should, World? You really yeah it is actually it wasn't a hit it's almost kind of funny that in time wayne's world like i find a lot more people reacting maybe younger people i will say kind of being like this shit is lame like it's literally guys just going like "Shwing!" i gotta
1: oh i'm hard for this
0: whoa (laughs) jennifer aniston i guess that's
1: true broey you know what i mean i feel like a similar thing happened to caddyshack Hmm. where it's like it was probably similar to Wayne's World like where it was like kind of like not transgressive but cool and different and like with funny ridiculous quotable characters and you watch it and you're like I get I mean I I don't know like I don't, I don't know if I actually find this funny anymore you know what I mean like it's so like yeah. I feel like it, I feel like successful movies eventually become wildly hated. Like that's how you know you're successful Absolutely. is thirty years later Absolutely. they're like that was the worst thing ever, mm-hmm. everyone who likes it is stupid. Yeah. That's when you know you're American rich.
0: Beauty is the worst movie <laughs> right. ever made gladiator sucks balls the one of
1: the one i walked out of gladiator they, they bo- I, that is <laughs> really? one of my proudest moments senior year of high school i walked out of gladiator walked
0: into 300
1: <laughs> let's do it and right i just gave it my cum because i was all so hard from gladiator but i didn't want to spill it in the gladiator oh screen no i walked out of two movies senior year of high school gladiator and casper I Casper. thought they were equally offensive Casper was
0: offensively bad so I bad. do remember yeah, it's like, Shut I think up, the you know? first movie I walked out of which I later liked was Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> yeah that was a good movie also later the slums of Beverly Hills wait so was Casper and Gladiator the first movies you ever walked out of I think they were the
1: first s- movies I ever walked out of because it was like junior and senior year when I could drive when I had yeah. a car that I could drive I could go to movies and I could walk out of them everything before that my parents had to decide if I was able to walk out of them I not.
0: don't think there's a greater sense of self-worth Worth Mm -hmm. than going. It's like my "My time is valuable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm too good for you, movie. Yeah. Yeah. You should just point at the movie. I'm breaking up with if you, you want to
1: <laughs> if you want to build self-esteem what you should do is pay 15 to 20 bucks to every movie and walk out after five minutes uh, never knew. watch a movie again and be like my my I should read
0: and yeah. it's getting worse because movies are getting longer mm-hmm. because they're trying to appeal to the Chinese market and Chinese people love to watch four hour long movies <laughs> basically oh is that true well they like to watch longer movies I'm, I'm, so they have like like big bladders <laughs> and they don't have to like they really don't have to pee that's what i think about i gotta pee all the time i know i think about it all the time Where i'm yeah. like that's a three-hour commitment to go me? watch Aquaman, and if i miss five minutes i'll be guy. like wait
1: what happened in those five minutes you know Re- i just pee rewind in my the mouth. flick i just r
0: kelly myself you pee in your mouth <laughs> i well it's so your victim it, and perpetrator you save money on it, oh drink. right on i mean, toilets. i mean the tickets cost so much oh yeah the tickets (laughs) to pee in your mouth you save money on getting a drink at the theater (laughs) that's so true (laughs) peeing into your own mouth is the only true form of recycling (laughs) (laughs) i will say (laughs) well if you think about it
1: go on (laughs) No, I, I don't think I have anything after that. I think that's that's the t-shirt. Peeing in your mouth is the only true form of recycling. That's the new t-shirt for Suicide Buddies. Dave,
0: are you enjoying this podcast? <laughs> I have to know. Um, man, I, I love uh, the show. And I mean, you guys are going into season two. Yes, it'll right?
1: be Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central. It's
0: in the can. It's done.
1: It's done. It
0: was a year and a half of our lives creating season
1: two. It's a weird thing because I never saw you. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. I, I, and now since it's been wrapped, I've seen mm-hmm. you a few times. It, that is a weird thing where it's like an amazing thing to be able to have that job, but then you are isolated from everyone. So you get this dream where you like make this show, which yeah. is all you want, mm-hmm. and then you get isolated from everyone. You get worked into the ground. You have, the, and you just want to die. And well, you, like and then you, guys, you, yeah, you all edit
0: it like you actually are there for every part you produce you help direct yeah it's like it's right cast produce and
1: edit it yeah it's pretty insane it's an amazing job but it is sort of like in order to create something that you really love you kind of have to give everything to it and forsake every relationship and and like develop a lot of bad habits in order to make it like that is the anything good is the product of so much pain god it really is true but it's worth yeah. it i think but it's because what else are you gonna do and you got to make money <laughs>
0: but like it's like, so much pain pain it's
1: so much pain it's like you've stored yeah.
0: i've got this fucking shipment yeah. of pain where am i gonna put it yeah absolutely oh i'll just put it into art <laughs> you know like truly and then you're just mad that i always said that early on i was like it's really a fucking just i don't want to say bad idea but it's insane to make your creative passion your financial I know. like obligation it's truly it's we like, just
1: don't know what else to do yeah, like that's the thing is that like we don't have many skills. We're really <laughs> fucked up. Like I'm illiterate. Yeah, uh, if anyone listens to this podcast, they're not going to hire either of us. You know what I mean? And they I never come Don't now. let us into any office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's sort of like we're just. And but you told me once a long time ago that one of the ways to get a career in comedy is to kind of not give yourself a safety net like that's the way you do it but then you're like oh fuck i didn't give myself a safety net and now i'm slinging stupid turns of phrase for money
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's like oh well this was my life thank god it ends at some point (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking that like um i was i guess i'm wondering like do you think like comedy gives you a false gives people a false sense of having a lot of friends because when you Absolutely. S- have to start, you're just hanging out mm-hmm. with so many people. It's like college keeps going. You know, you're know, you just an adult baby surrounded by adult babies <laughs> getting free drink tickets, all just being clowns. And For idiots. sure. But they're and, basically and, your co-workers.
1: Yeah. And that's the weird thing. It's like if I think about it, sometimes I go through Twitter and I follow like 2,000 people or something like that. And I'm like, wow. Wow. I know a lot. I've met a lot of these people, and I, and, <laughs> yeah, and Chris I've, Rock is my and, coworker. And we, but weirdly, <laughs> I. If you've been them. in, if you, if you, if you've been in green rooms with a lot of comedians, you often share kind of intimate details of your life, like because yes. you have like ten minutes, and you're like, here's what's going on, and it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. So you feel like you're friends with these people, but then you see them once every two years. So it's like you're lonelier <laughs> yeah. than ever,
0: even though I know thousands of human beings fairly well you're getting snapshots of your friends' lives. Yeah. And a lot of times I've talked with friends and, like, they'll tell me a story of how they interacted with another comic friend. And it's like, oh, you walked away from that exchange thinking that person was a sociopath. Yeah. Kind of after that. It's like, well, you're never going to believe what Brian said to me. Like, it's just like... Yeah. So I'm calling you out, Brian. Regan. (laughs) (laughs) Child pornographer. (laughs) Brian Regan. (laughs) Oh, man. Have you seen Brian Regan? You know who he is, right? The comic. Yeah, the child pornographer. <laughs> yeah, the child pornographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the cleanest comic in the world. He has a new show, and it is—it's god awful. Is it? It's so because he's such an incredible comedian. He's maybe one of the best comics ever. Yeah, I, I legit laugh at him, and like, yeah, cleaner or not, it doesn't matter. He's just legitimately so funny and the show is upsetting on so many levels <laughs> cuz it's like you should watch it. I think you'd enjoy it for for like 2 minutes and be like, "Oh, I get. I get what they're doing."
1: You know what's weird is that I think something you start to realize is that stand up, if you start doing stand up, not every stand up can do the other thing, and not every, you know, sketch comedian or writer can do stand up. They're totally different skills. And I, that's something you have to accept about yourself.
0: I also um Guys, uh, I put a video up. Uh, it's you can find it on uh, my Twitter or Facebook um, and it's I put it up on Pornhub and X videos. And it's just 15 minutes of my stand up where I I tried to edit it and make it move in a in a more functional way. Like I really am getting so disappointed with stand up. I think it's so boring to watch. Yeah. Like me too. Th- it's shot always the same way. It really is. And so with the Brian Regan show and They've tried to do this before, is where a comic's talking on stage, he's doing his d- bit, and then it cuts to like a sketch version of that mm,
1: bit, you know? So you already know the joke, kind of?
0: Well, no, it's more like you're seeing the act out of that joke. Okay, okay, got it. And it's like, I've seen that done a couple times, and it's bad every time. It w- is not a functional way to watch stand-up. What is
1: the right way to do a stand-up special, To just sh- to just see the jokes, or to do a creative one that sort of breaks the form?
0: Um, well, definitely, I mean, I don't know, like the individual should try and be pushing themselves, I hope, but I don't really care what you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone else is doing. But for me, what I visually like to see is something where it's more like I'm in the head of that person. I'm not seeing a sketch. I'm more just seeing images or music or things that kind of move it all forward mm-hmm. in a... Um, to, in a conducive way that focuses on the stand-up and it's not like we're cutting to a sketch like now we're in another room right. I just feel like stand-up should be like um, fun to watch like a music video sure in a sense yeah and it's often so. not right yeah it, you know like I love watching music videos but I hate watching stand-up so right. that's kind of a, well you love watching dy- music
1: videos but it's always on mute you hate music <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just so into the visuals of music videos. I am videos. a sociopath. You've never heard a song. Isn't that funny that that's the one art form that everyone has to like? Otherwise, you're a monster. Music, like you can be like, I don't like pottery. You couldn't
1: marry someone who said, I don't. I just don't like music.
0: Yeah. I don't like music. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I don't. When I hear it, I'm like, what is that? Like,
1: I understand that it's delightful and it makes everything better,
0: but. Um... Yeah, I just like to drink gasoline. <laughs> but you can totally be like, I don't like art. You know, I'm not into that. <laughs> but me, fucking Nickelback, that's my art. <laughs> he never made it as a wise man. He wants to look at a photograph, <laughs> whatever the fucking songs are about. This is,
1: for some reason, this just reminded me that I remember when Limp Bizkit broke up. One of the reasons I heard was that Wes Borland, the guitarist, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to play Limp Bizkit anymore because he was getting really into Radiohead, (laughs) which I think is one of the funniest tidbits of history is that he couldn't listen to his music anymore because he just wanted to get weirder.
0: I am fucking tired of people using Radiohead as the go-to of... They're like the Radiohead of rap. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Radiohead's okay. Get over yourself. They're like the
1: Radiohead of isolated <laughs> men in alt rock.
0: <laughs> They're pretty good, but I mean, like, I don't know. But I, That's it, what
1: I'm talking about, though. That's like the Caddyshack thing, where it's like mm-hmm. anything that was so wildly celebrated, it, it if it's not hated 30 years later, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know if you've actually heard uh, the episode we did.
0: Um, I'm subscribed to your podcast. <laughs> I do. I got all the demos. <laughs> Uh, We just did an episode about Doug Kenny, the guy who wrote Caddyshack, and it really looks like he killed himself. And the reason was is because, you know, he made Animal House, which was this gigantic smash success, the biggest performing comedy movie ever. And then he made Caddyshack, and it was a massive flop. Mm. And it was kind of getting panned a little bit. But to be fair, it's so much... Like, I love Caddyshack, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean... It's a little goofy at points, but it's also like, I don't know, it's it's kind of deep in a sense. It's, I get it, a real sense of it, the Danny character. It's interesting
1: because if your temperament is based on the public's reaction to your art <laughs> or to your pop art, you're yeah. really fucked. I mean, that's yeah. another thing about being a comedian that's really hard is that you, you could create something good that people just don't like or the media just has it out for you that, that is then panned that you kill yourself and then 30 years later like that was the best movie ever It's we're all so crazy you know because yeah, we can pretend that we just make the thing to make the thing and really the joy of comedy should be creating the comedy but it's not because we're sensitive creatures and we are desperate for that reaction and so we're putting our happiness to the whims yeah. of the really fickle public that doesn't want you to be that good for that long yeah you guys suck yeah the public yeah it's like you're all cops more <laughs> And it sucks. <laughs>
0: Are you guys wearing wires? Is that Jake? I'm looking at my TV right now. You think that motherfucker's wearing a wire? Yeah, I think
1: that motherfucker's wearing a <laughs> wire. <laughs> you think that TV's Dude, I have wires? A, I have a <laughs> okay Google thing at home, and I haven't used it in months, so I'm just letting people listen to me without without getting anything back, and I feel guilty about it. <laughs> like, do you think they have heard?
0: How disappointing my cums are. Here's the thing whoever wants to know something about you knows. It exact, They know. They know it. Yeah, you know what I no, mean. I I, I'm I'm so over this illusion of we have privacy. Oh, no, Of course, it's not. so gone. You go to the airport. They literally take a naked photo of your children's genitals for yeah. like security.
1: It's like what is this? We illusion have a, an of? episode this year about that about privacy. It's all about sort of like the company puts desk sensors on the desks so it knows whenever you're leaving the desks. But then also it has a. We created a new Google Maps that can go inside your home. So it like literally. Goes goes inside your home and sees you while you're sleeping and sees you naked and all that stuff Um, and then and then it spots a murder as well but it doesn't matter it's just
0: like goes inside the home and they kill the the uh, the Google guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to take a break in a sec. What was the premiere date again of the um, new season, season two? It's
1: January 15th, which I believe is a little uh, before this will air. Okay. But it is Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central. And you can also catch up on uh, CC On Demand or in the, C- the Comedy Central app or cc.com.
0: Yeah, uh, that's all great. And uh, I think we'll take a quick break and be right back. What they say cause I'm gonna get my way if I don't wanna go and we're bang. uh Aristotle I have a present for you <laughs> it's a y'all ever shirt it's sweater. long sleeve it's a sweater man yeah <laughs> <laughs> no man you deserve it <laughs> I hope it fits man It a should be should be your size uh Folks, we we are so happy to have new merch. We've uh, put up uh, shirts. <laughs> there's uh, the plane, and then there's the fucking nuts uh, version. <laughs> and um, guys, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We uh, we suggest if you're you know into this and want to be part of the community of the podcast, we have a Facebook group uh, that you can join. There's a Twitter for the group. Um, and, God, what else do I have to fucking mention? Aristotle? God, why did I give you that shirt? You You're a, so fucking useless. You have You're a, so fucking useless, Aristotle. You guys
1: have a Patreon.
0: <laughs> That's right. Okay. We do have a Patreon. And if you join that and do the $10 subscription. I'm laughing now that I <laughs> fake yelled at Aristotle. Uh, we, good, we good, man. We more than good. Yeah, we got the Patreon. Uh, you can uh, be a $10 subscriber. You can be a $20 subscriber. Uh, that's the Saudi Prince level where we expect you let to be... Let you kill a journalist. <laughs> 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 Basically. We expect you to be so rich you're killing journalists
1: just for the fuck of it. And let me say this because I, I I don't really have any skin in this game, but if you aren't... If, let's say you drink too much or you're doing too much Coke. I'm listening. And you want to stop doing that because it's like 10 or 20 bucks. It's not that much money. And if you're already spending it on the alcohol and Coke. So it actually will make you a better person if you give it to the Patreon instead. It'll make you less want to kill yourself.
0: You <laughs> no, should. No, this is too hardcore, dude. No, no. But Ugh. this is who I am. I'm a hardcore guys, seller. Guys, join the ultra level of our death cult. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Is what I was My saying. point is, is, to... is you
1: should just donate to the Patreon. It helps... People live, and also it'll make you feel good. You probably can you write calm. it off tax-wise. I mean, you can't, but you, maybe you can. <laughs> if listening to a podcast is your job, you can write it off.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate anyone here. So we're here with uh, Jake Wiseman, star, the lead star, the only star of the television of David. movie, <laughs> The Corporation. <laughs> Hi. I'm <am> back here. <laughs> Uh thanks for coming in man. I like coming in your house, it's fun. I'm, I'm sorry Dave got sick and he keeps like letting people sneeze into his asshole. It's weird. To get the butt flu. but He I keeps mean, getting butt flu. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't get the butt flu shot, which
1: is uh just a it's tongue a in his asshole, <laughs> um, and it's fine. I've, I, a few years ago, I started having a tongue in my asshole pretty often, and um, oh my, god. it's fine. It's not like great, like it's nice, but it's not amazing. Does it make you sick? No, do they get deathly sick? ill. Yeah, I was Who in the hospital sick? all year, and now I'm three hundred thousand dollars in debt. But I did have a tongue in my asshole, so I, I think that you were good.
0: serious for a half a second.
1: No, I I did have tongues in my <laughs> asshole last year, but but what were they talking about? Huh. <laughs> were they talking about? <laughs> all it was all—it was all in Farsi, so
0: I couldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, why do you guys? Let's just ask, going around the room here, Aristotle and Jake. Why do you think Dave keeps getting sick? Well, I think, I think Dave.
1: Committed a lot of sins in his past life. Okay. I think when he was a young guy, he was really bad. Religious, like, angle, just such a bad guy mm-hmm. and a big sinner. Mm-hmm. Constantly hung out with Jewish people, um, which isn't allowed. And that was kind of his only sin, but it was pretty constant, you know, because his last name's Ross. He got confused. He thought that's where he belonged. And now he's paying for it, and now the Lord is making him sick every other week. Um, making him unable to
0: podcast. That sucks, man. Oh, Dave! Shout out. Listen, a uh, good prescription for that: leeches. Leeches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Put all them on the Jews' face and body. I'll just remind everyone Train I'm a evil. Jewish
1: person and can say all this stuff. I, maybe you don't. know. I sound
0: Jewish, though. Well, I'm not, and I still can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's what the freedom of speech yeah, freedom is all about. Freedom of speech about. is all about saying <laughs> Jews are bad. <laughs> And if you don't like that you love America but hate my dick. How oh, great man. If if um if Alex Jones killed himself mm-hmm after all these legal troubles that truly would be like that'd be like if five celebrities came back to life i know
1: you know i you know what i think about all the time i think about this all the time not because i necessarily want it to happen though i don't not want it to happen Mm -hmm. but how amazing life in this country would be if donald trump killed himself today (laughs) like if he killed himself today it would be very confusing (laughs) because then we'd have to have a really long discussion about mental health in general and it would just be like oh so he was just really depressed and we were making fun of him for being ill
0: i don't know man he's 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 kind of (laughs) awesome oh yeah well that's i feel like that's the truth i literally was talking to my man reddit he's awesome (laughs) i think this is the new thing i'm gonna do on stage (laughs) like the only way i because i don't want to do trump jokes it's just so everyone's doing it so the angle i do want to take is to be like i don't see what everybody's got a problem man this guy's awesome yeah i mean he's charming uh he's funny yeah uh, he, you know, he's always got the right thing to say. He's he's fun. Great he's, kisser.
1: <laughs> great kisser. And just wait for the audience to slowly walk out. I was always so weirded out because you know all those times he like like basically. Um, attacked people sexually he was always <laughs> obsessed with kissing them like he yeah. loves kissing it's what weird he just wants fuck? to kiss
0: people i can't even remember the last time i kissed i don't kiss i don't that's ki- like third grade if, shit I, I just i just fuck yeah oh, <laughs> oh I, I only fuck. Grade, I, I won't touch fuck. anyone
1: except um in uh, <laughs> like like if uh, uh, the idea of kissing kissing ruins the sex for me <laughs> To me it's all about penis into vagina or penis into another Fuck hole. That. <laughs> Anal is the new kissing.
0: <laughs> Dude, give me a kiss. Anal is first base. Fourth base is kissing oh, no. and I don't do that until marriage. I never want to be an old man, but it is fun like to always kind of be baffled by new sexual trends. Yeah. And like when children were like vaping their own cum, I was like, "All right, little tap out here. So so you're saying
1: that cum has to be sort of filtered? Like, that's just (laughs) fucked up. Like, in my day, we had the cum hole.
0: What are you possibly getting out of this? (laughs) (laughs) this They'll win the (laughs) moth, Jackass? (laughs) But then I I remember I was a kid laughing at jackass when I think, didn't they make someone eat cum one time or something? Did they? It like, can't you, be that bad, right? No, it's just it's just genetic material. Like my friends literally did that to somebody once. Yeah. <laughs> they like tricked him into eating cum, and he's like, fuck!" Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, idiot! You trusted for a second.
1: When do you want to live until? Like you said, you don't want to be an old man. Like, what do you? What's the ideal age? That's do a you great think? question.
0: Um, right now, it's scary because. I'm liking my life more than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Same. I always I always thought I'd be dead by, like, 20. You uh-huh. know, like, I wanted to kill myself as a teenager. And then the 20s of my life weren't, like, so easy. So it definitely came up back again where I was feeling suicidal. Um, So I don't know. I was always like, I wish I would just be dead. And now it's more like... I I've gone to therapy. I've taken more of a look at my life and I'm realizing that like you know, it's like Killing yourself takes as much work as making your life better Sure, it just <laughs> and, it just seems kind of scary. Yeah, like it just seems kind of scary to seems, actually do it. it seems just as scary right? Yeah. where you're like fuck I have to change I have to change me, yeah. you know And it's funny because once you do, you're actually like, oh, I'm still the same person. I just got over some of my bullshit, you know. What are your What are the things you've done for yourself that are best? Uh, in the long run, like I don't want to be dismissive. I mean, it was it 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 gave me a ton of confidence by losing a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. It just changed my perception. One was I kind of always, and this is this is super self obsessed, right? Uh, yeah, but I, that's but it, that's what depression ugly. is yeah. essentially. Yeah. Oh, well, good point. Uh, so I don't know. I grew up thinking I was very ugly, and then to have like even the mildest bit of attraction after losing weight, yeah, the confidence can thing kind of just started accruing on itself and getting bigger and bigger. It is super weird. That and now I'm God, and you're all of my puppets, <laughs> and I want to start <laughs> a fucking suicide fight. Yeah, but the that is the weird <laughs>
1: thing about humans how fragile we are, which is like. Because of whatever society we live in, uh, we <laughs> and how it's how it's come to be, a large part of our happiness can just be based on sort of, what happened genetically and mm-hmm. symmetrically to our faces and the shape of our bodies. Like, it is bizarre. Obviously, there's serotonin you yeah. get from working out, but but even if, like, you're just skinny and not in great shape, you often feel better than if you aren't. I don't and that's even...
0: so fucked up. Actually, wait. I'll, I'll maybe back this up a little bit, because I... I don't want to wait.
1: I want it right
0: <laughs> now. It's more like realizing the dimensions of your depression, right? Because I... As I said, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. Maybe like a week or 2 weeks ago, I'm literally in this yeah. room sobbing yeah. and going I wish I was dead I know. and like looking up to God and being like yeah, and there is no god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so where'd like, you go? No, it's like I just it's, it's kind of like I have depression. So yeah, me too. understanding that you just have depression and that's what the joke i used to do is like you know i lost all the weight and i was like oh fuck that wasn't it like that's you know right sure calls well, are coming from inside same, the house same
1: with having a tv show man like it's the same oh, exactly. thing
0: yeah no s- i in no way think you're happy yeah no it's I've bizarre i've never gotten that impression what I've, from I've, I've mostly, i mostly
1: because it's funny because <laughs> i feel like there's all sorts of like like a haul is like like mm. i feel like i'm a workaholic right now simply to put depression out of my mind like even when i'm depressed if I'm working a lot, at least I'm doing that. Like I might want to die, but I know I'll finish the job. And so that's really healthy for me. And I feel like if you do have depression, you have to work really hard at your life, which is so hard because Mm. depression is telling you to not do anything. (laughs) So it's like, it's like, but you have to work really hard at your life and kind of be unhealthy in as healthy a way as possible in order to put
0: depression at bay and not think about killing yourself. I do think that at You know, when it gets really low for people, like, it is important to almost treat your depression like a job. Yeah. My new thing is, how am I going to remove this thing? You know, in the same way you broke your arm or something. It's like, Mm -hmm. how am I going to medically take care of this? Yeah, I feel like it's interesting
1: now, because I I have the same depression you have, and we've talked about it a lot, and we're friends, and have bonded partially over this. (laughs) We are. We're friends in real life. Um, And I... I think it's interesting now. So when I get really depressed and it happens at least a few times a year, I just know that it'll happen and I have to allow it to happen. And at some point I'll probably feel better than I do at that moment. And then at some point when I feel better, I'll feel bad again and then I'll feel better and feel bad and feel better and feel bad. And so like it's just an acceptance of what you are. It's kind of almost getting like nerve pain for a few months. And at some point, you know, it'll let up, it'll be a little bit better. And it's just sort of this condition we live with. And, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of kids when they first get depression. Remember when I first got it? Yeah, it was. It feels horrifying. so solitary.
0: It feels so. It's like, individual.
1: Are you kidding me? This is what I have to go through. And yeah. if I didn't know that there would be good things in my life, I would have absolutely ended it.
0: That's true. I mean, that's just a, like a lack of you know life knowledge yeah. of just how how it's going to ebb and flow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I also think sometimes about how people who have, you know, it's easy also to be dismissive of your own situation, because there's always going to be somebody who has it harder. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, well, I'm not even happy in a successful relationship. And then someone else is like, well, I'm bipolar, schizophrenic, and I have to deal with it. And you're like, well, you're a huge loser, it sounds like. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know. Get over it. Drink water. (laughs) (laughs) Join Scientology. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Xenu, it was so bad. I love Leah Ramini's, the one who's tackling Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. When Xenu told me <laughs> that I had to give him all my money, I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I'm going back. <laughs> she goes back. That'd be amazing <laughs> if she goes back. <laughs> uh, Queen yeah. of Kings. She makes a sitcom <laughs> about her coming back into Scientology and ruling it. Uh, I'll be your Tom Cruise. Isn't it time we got rid of Tom Cruise and fucking put back in Leah Romini? I mean, fuck. I mean, fuck. Y'all ever nut? <laughs> guys buy the y'all ever shirt it's funny literally when i wear it in public i start cracking up to myself because
1: <laughs> you know you it's, I, it's hard i did um <laughs> a festival in in denver last year and a bunch of people were wearing the feeling shirt oh uh, for real they were wearing your merch hell yes yeah i love it
0: the merch is everywhere the it's feelings great. is a classic guys so you can uh get the merch at suicidebuddies.threadless.com if you want to get some of it. uh I'm proud of it, except for that one shirt, uh, which we have not sold one version of. Which is me. It's just a picture of me and Dave. And I was like, I told, him, I was like, who would buy? Your mom. I can't wait. I can't wait for the serial killer who buys that. Yeah, and then ends our podcast. Here's a picture of the two people I killed. <laughs> All right, Jake. What's I know up, you've had dark thoughts. Uh, you've suffered a. Uh, was it your spine? Yes. Yeah. It was your spine. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of puts you out of commission Spinal with nerve fusion. pain for like <laughs> half a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but overall it, the whole thing takes like a year to two years to fully heal. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. To, it was pretty To crazy. watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hated having to hear you. Well, you loved watching that. it. And, I mean, you <laughs> I you, loved conch- watching you were jerking it. off just, over just, my bed <laughs> 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 and that's kind of how I healed. It was weird. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask, what is the absolute best way to kill yourself? I thought about this a lot I think that it's sort of like
1: because I've always had an issue with blood um, I don't yeah. like the idea of blood be- even just the idea of blood being involved at all like mm-hmm. I could never cut my wrists and, and sort of go in the bathtub mm-hmm. um, because also like the, the water would get cold like that's the thing with baths <laughs> is that like the I'd water cold. gets cold and like chilly and, and how like, do you oh, great. One, I wa- one more you, thing you need <laughs> there needs to be like a, a constantly warm bath in order if I'm gonna do it so I hate that I don't love the idea of a gun check I don't want to buy a gun and it I seems feel aggressive,
0: like aggressive, right? It's also like you if I'm going to gonna shoot Republican. myself, if
1: I if I don't kill myself and I shoot myself, then I have a deformed face, and I'm like that fucking guy in the eight. Like, the, you Hell know, yes, like, yeah. man.
0: Have you ever read Preacher? There's a character. No, but who I read blew his face half off. There's and he's a called book, asshole ass face. <laughs> there's <laughs> a like there's
1: um there was a book by John Darnell of the Mountain Goats, which was about. Um, it was it was a it was a novel based on the real story of a guy who who shot himself in the face but lived he was trying to kill himself and lived, and he had this deformed face, and it sucked.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was cool. What yeah, did he put on makeup so i don't think I don't <laughs>
1: think gun is ideal. I think the, a solid way to do it if you really want to get the job done is stepping in front of a train however, here's the thing that makes someone else wait. kind of uh, culpable you of your death
0: because you're talking about pretty normal. Suicidal thought. I'm asking you, Jake Wiseman, what is the absolute best way to kill each Let's just say you have a budget of billions oh, of dollars oh, here. Uh, okay. Then
1: it's um <laughs> you know what it is? Okay. It's some um, okay. So if See, I have millions? They... Do I
0: have five hundred million dollars? You have you have exponential unlimited money, money. Unlimited money. Okay. It, it, but you can't like blow up the earth or anything. Well, maybe. I mean, okay. So what it's I would, would do is I would get in a rocket ship. Okay. And all right, I would, I would
1: I would spend many years learning how to be a spaceman, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> so I was Aquaman's I, I would, foe. Spaceman, I, I would then I would fly all the way up as close to the sun as we could get, and then I would get into a catapult and be shot into the sun, and I would be incinerated by the sun. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, it's cool because it's like maybe you get it on video, becomes a YouTube link. And it's like, I I love YouTube. And I just think that like I've just watched so many hours of YouTube in my life. I would love to be a part of that. So
0: your plan requires (laughs) Elon Musk to help kill you. You mean Ellie? (laughs) Yeah. I call him Ellie because we're so close. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I want to be shot into Elon, the sun.
0: Elon, I need a fave, baby. That'd be so cool to be We're like, going
1: to go viral with this clip. <laughs> baby. You're going to throw me into the sun. yeah, baby, baby. baby, Yeah, babe. I would like to be shot into the sun.
0: I like that. And I kind of wonder if it's the, you know, the incineration almost instantly mm-hmm. that's appealing Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. It's like, you know, like, live fast, die young in the sun. <laughs> in space. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you kill yourself. What season of corporate does this take
1: place? um If you watch season two, I kill myself every episode, and so it's really fun to watch. How, why does he come back for the next episode? You got to watch. You're to the new out. Kenny on Comedy Central. Yeah, no. Um, I <laughs> we kill- did oh, have have. No. We had a whole plot about suicide in our pilot, so that's like yeah. kind of a crazy way to go. Um, I think if if the show somehow is a runaway success and we have to do a million seasons, eventually I will end it by killing my character. That's
0: the way to get out of a contract. Here's the thing. You interpreted that as me asking, what season of the show does your character kill himself? I was saying, what season of your financial success of having a show do you just go, I'm, re- that's I'm ready I'm, to go into the But that's what sun. I'm talking about, oh, okay. is uh, like,
1: like maybe season eight um, – We'll film all of the rest of the scenes and then we'll do the suicide scene mm. and I, I'm always known as one take Jake so you'll just <laughs> you'll just as and you'll just have like five cameras running Wait, to get it so I heard that you were less than Jake no no I'm
0: one take Jake <laughs> I heard that you were the less than Jake. I'm not Jake. being
1: fake I'm one take Jake it's funny because maybe I would jump in a lake <laughs> stop or I'll kick hit you in, the in the face the with a thing. race
0: <laughs> I will literally scissor kick for you Christ's sake the I'll stop uh yeah, when I'm watching your show, I kind of am wondering how much like backstory have you figured out about your own characters cuz they're definitely a version of you, yeah. but it's not you and then I see sometimes Matt is maybe dealing with like a phone call from a family member mm-hmm. and I'm like does Jake have a family? Like what
1: We've is We've thought about that. It's yeah. weird because you're like <laughs> you're learning about who these characters are while you're writing it, so it feels like you'd have this entire mm-hmm. map of everything. But
0: that's the thing, like... You also, how- wait, I want to... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off real <laughs> quick for your, to make a point about your own show. <laughs> <laughs> is that I think what's also super appealing about the show is that it is just a kind of look at corporate life depression and to not make your characters so defined actually helps sometimes make a like a pastiche of what... You're trying to talk about yeah, everyone's sad, but it, if it's like, wait, what about Jake's sister? Right? Like, no, no, no. He no. Introduced her I think third that's what episode. most shows would do, yeah. and I
1: think we only want to bring in family members if there's a point to it. Hmm. Um. I think like it's not it's not a typical show in the sense that there's like this building narrative and will they or won't they? And oh yeah. man, all season they did this, and then it ended <laughs> in this, and it's like it's much more episodic, and it's I say philosophical and, and satirical and trying to make points. Um. So, but that being said. What I have learned about making a show is that no matter what and all the bullshit sort of jerking yourself off stuff you want to do by <laughs> having a point with the show, people are just like, I like the character of Jake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's all they want is they want characters. And yeah. you have to – It. the it's more true. you go – the deeper you go into characters, the more people feel invested in the show and the more people want to come back. Even, even if it's not really what you care about as much, you learn that's what people care about and that's why they watch it. And if they dress up for that character as Halloween, that means that your character is successful. And so essentially what you're trying to do is create a show where they're dressing up for you as Halloween. That's how you know you've made it.
0: I hear you, dude. I mean, look at Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's like a show that everybody kind of could get into at the general point, you know, starting off point. But then over time, it's like... You learn about the characters. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's all it
1: really is. And even if that's not where you start when you're doing stand-up, you start stand-up out of a need to express how you feel. Often it's the pain that you feel. And um, you yourself become a character, like a caricature of yourself. But you do it because you love jokes, you love comedy, you want to express something. And then you get into TV and you're like, people like jokes, but people love feeling sort of tucked into bed by the bonds they feel with the characters.
0: What do you think your character in the show... Was doing like ten years before where he's at in the show. Well, we actually had you know that. I mean? We we have that in the pilot. We have a flashback because like it's
1: all about selling out and how there's a new sort of way to describe selling out, which is just kind of buying in. And it's like it's like you, <laughs> so, there's no such thing as selling out. You need money to survive. Like you need money to survive. Absolutely. All of the jobs we've had, Hampton, besides stand-up Patreon, are, Patreon, Patreon. But it's <laughs> yeah, there's Patreon, but <clears throat> writing jobs are all paid for by big companies yeah and there aren't really any writing jobs you can get that aren't you know it's just a lot of money to make something so yeah you know uh the, 10 years before we in the pilot we had like me i was like in a rage against the machine band and oh, i yeah. was like so angry and then we had in in <laughs> season one yeah i was like oh, yeah it was like out, dude, it was it like so perfect it's like don't get a job punch the president like yeah it's just yeah,
0: like was yeah
1: best. and then we had me as like a former street artist and stuff like that um and we have this year we have sort of a, a a past version of myself when i looked sort of dressed like andy warhol mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it, to me it's like yeah it's a lot about like there's so many past lives we've all had it's essentially like tbt photos
0: yeah well and it like it speaks to also like you know if you're going to have a show that's basically about depression inside of this job where a lot of people would be like happy to have a you know nice corporate job or whatever even though the the company is a very dark empire, you know, makes every product under the sun but it's like, if you're gonna have these characters who have this kind of depression it almost makes more sense they've had so much like identity confusion growing up, like just, I'm this guy, I'm this guy I'm this guy, I guess I'm nothing, I guess I suck, I guess I don't have any character
1: Yeah, I feel like a large part of depression is when you're young, you have certain ideals. Maybe you're smart. You read certain philosophers. You read certain novels about, like, or leftist stuff where you're like, ah, oh, the world could be like that. And if so, it'd be better. Then you get older. You realize that you can only do so much with your life. It's extremely complicated. And you sort of give up on your ideals and then just accept whatever fate everyone has accepted before you. And that that's a large part of, like depression when you're young is so heightened because you're like oh my god the world is so fucked up and it is horrifying but as you get older and you keep having to live and you keep just needing to survive you're like yeah it's fucked up but whatever you know i just
0: got to take care of myself it's just so hard i think depression is a form uh, in a a lot of cases unless you do have like some sort of mental illness that's way out of control none of those are real (laughs) (laughs) real. Um, a lot of times it's like a heightened awareness you know, it's like there's every reason you should be depressed if you have a shitty job and you don't like it and people are yelling at you. It's like, "Oh, are you depressed?" If you're reasonably that's not weird.
1: if you're looking reasonably at the world and how horrific it is all the time, mm-hmm. it'd be weird if you weren't depressed.
0: And so, yeah. you kind of have to like just but accept the, it. Yeah, and I think your show hangs in that part of depression, but the, it's it's healthy for people to go through that and then you realize that it's actually more like multifaceted. You're like oh, yeah, everyone has a form. We're all kind of dealing with the human experience. 100%. And it's you know, really hard. It's really, really hard. Because it makes you a little bit more at peace, I think. You know? I think
1: so. You just sort of... I mean, everyone is set... It's interesting. We're in our mid-30s, and so we're starting to understand why everything is the way it is because everything hurts and everything is hard. It's really complicated. People are really fucked up. Everyone has made a lot of horrific mistakes and you're like, oh shit, I'm now dealing with that every second of my life and just trying to drive straight. You know what I mean? Like I'm like all of, I'm thinking about all this while on the highway and just trying to get to the next destination. It's really complicated. And a lot of, A lot of people are really fucked up and haunted by many things that happened before they were really as self-possessed as they are that they can never really get over. So
0: it's just life is very just constantly complicated. The drive cry is a real is a real perfect cry. I always feel. Yeah. It's like you can't leave. You're Mm -hmm. trapped. in. Yeah. (laughs) You have to like just whatever emotion. It's like everything kind of gets silenced. Also, you're like boxed in a little bit and it's like going into sensory deprivation tank a little bit of just like outside influences you can listen to whatever music you want that's why i like i like one of the reasons i like la is even though it's a
1: a lot of the reason people hate it is it's a commuter city you're always in your car um, and often there's a lot of traffic, but I like it because it's when I'm alone and I deal with all my shit. Like, I keep tissues in the car for two things. One for tears and one for coffee spills. And, like, I think you should keep so many tissues in your car for those reasons.
0: My problem is every time I get on the highway, I see Joe Rogan in his sensory deprivation tank mobile. <laughs> and he's crying. He just drives a sensory deprivation tank <laughs> and crying. <laughs> Um, I, I love, you know, your thoughts on all this and I kind of wonder, you know, do you have any advice, you know? I mean, I'm not saying you figured it out, you know? Yeah, I would means, definitely
1: say that take my advice with, with a grain of salt because, you know, I, I'm a specific person. I think a large part of depression is it's so specific and it's so hard to deal with that you do have to find your own way, but I will say this, I don't think I'll ever be rid of my depression because I have it. It is obviously just a part of me. It's a physical thing. So but what has helped me is working hard. And if you do find something that you love, it will be very frustrating. But at least... Like, okay, yeah. life is essentially meaningless. <laughs> it's essentially meaningless. But you have to create some sort of sacred meaning in order to want to keep going. So it's like why some people get obsessed with TV shows or podcasts or or your cat sure. or whatever. It's like you yeah. have to create meaning your, in order yeah. to keep going. And if you work hard at it, meaning can be created. And so I find like... I'm still depressed and I have a TV show and it's wonderful, but it allows me meaning. It allows me a reason to wake up every morning and a reason to believe that I can keep making things, keep giving people little acting roles or writing jobs. There is something there that I'm so busy that I don't have as much time to think about my depression. Yeah. And that is helpful.
0: Yeah, that's a... That's and also, I think really reading
1: beautiful. fiction is really good for some reason. I think it's like a good meditative thing. I think hmm. there's been a huge sort of push away from reading in general, mm-hmm. but you got a book in your hand, you it, it's the best escape possible because everything related to a computer with escape is still in the computer where you can check check Twitter and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But if you read a book, that's the other very small thing that I think could be very helpful. Hell yeah, read Swamp Thing. <laughs>
0: Swamp things the only good book I've ever but read.
1: Yeah, I think just be obsessed with your be obsessed with what you're creating, like have a hobby yeah. or just work really hard at it because
0: working really hard feels good. I hear you. Well, that's true. Also, it tires you out, and then you're like, less yes. thinking about it. Exactly. The it's all about bullshit.
1: not, I don't have any time to really focus on my own bullshit. You have to, if you don't have a kid, mm-hmm. then. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah what are then, you then create something that essentially is that workload. Yeah. <laughs> and no. just
0: so you have something to care about, make it sacred. This is literally what I, I tell my parents because they're, they're kind of like baffled by my life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, you have to understand, I'm putting all of the focus of having yeah. children into doing this. So yeah. it does matter a lot. Yeah, and it's always you know? the thing, the thing I want to say is like it's always going to be tough,
1: but that's okay. Like a lot of people have tough stuff to deal with. So if you just know that it's going to be tough and you still can focus on stuff, like eventually that can really pay
0: dividends and the work you create can mean something to someone else. I think also in a larger sense of that, which I like, is that like, you know, creating a purpose and it's just I'm I'm not saying that like, you know, the purpose will make you happy once you've achieved it. You're then just happy. But there is something about focusing your life. You know what I mean? Like, if you have depression and you have no focus, then you're only going to focus on your depression. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have another thing, the way I really... It it, it flashed back in my brain that when I started to get over my depression or start the process, it was... I always used the metaphor of, like, I'm just putting my feet in the right direction. It's going to take me forever to walk there, but, like at least I'm going to a place. Absolutely. And you know, it's like, it's funny
1: when you grow up, people make fun of people for loving sports or, or loving the Simpsons too much or whatever. It's like, What as you get older, you're like, oh, all of that is people are depressed and they need something (laughs) to do. Like sports fans are very depressed and they need something to occupy that time. Don't make fun of them. Let them fucking care about statistics of the Denver Broncos in 1995. (laughs) They're not killing themselves. It's a good thing.
0: Me and uh, Georgia, I just got her uh, like an NHL like subscription because she loves hockey. Me too. And immediately we watched like three games, and it's been this slow process where. I watched uh, the Olympics with her. We watched all these games. We'd get up in the morning and watch a bunch of uh, you know athletes and stuff and be like, wow, that's so cool that that guy can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we watched the World Cup and it was like, okay. I was like, I think I'm becoming a sports
1: guy. Dude, I, I love think. sports. <laughs> I love sports because I'm it's really just like, like it, it truly is escapism. It's yeah. It's someone else said this, but it's like, what's funny about sports is it obviously doesn't mean anything, but it's like, no, neither does life. So we're pretending this is, we're pretending this is the most
0: intense thing ever. And it's like, good. It's like good entertainment. We were talking about it, me and George and basically like Georgia. (laughs) Like the idea is I was like watching a bunch of football recently and going, and I, I'm like, I don't like, love it, you know, but I'm trying to understand it. It's like, I'm watching it. All these things is kind of like, I'm enjoying it more and more because I'm trying to understand, yes, the appreciation that this is just another form of entertainment. Yeah. And one of the one things that I actually am like, wow, I've never experienced that. And sports has that, um, is it's so unexpected. It's like you never know what's going to happen. Something could just happen. Yeah, completely it's pretty unexpected. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's so like it's obviously
1: dumb, and there's obviously many problems, especially football. I still love it because yeah. it's like just something else to think about, and <laughs> it doesn't mean
0: anything, you know. And um, and it makes me come so much. I think we should just get all of the sexual assaulters from all sports and make one league that's just like <laughs> sexual. That's what the XFL assault- is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and they just
1: have to talk about their feelings, and the people who do it best win. But the cameras are right up in their faces.
0: <laughs> Man, uh, Jake, thanks so much for coming in here. I loved it. I felt like Dave, <laughs> so I felt really sick the whole Dave. time, um, and it was coughing
1: a lot. And it was no good. No way, Dave's hot. Yeah, he is, a, and also he's a big dick. Like I didn't realize like what a big he's carrying such a huge fucking thumper. New word for dick.
0: Let's make it go viral. (laughs) Dave's thumper. Dave has a big thumper. All right, new shirt we're putting out. Dave's thumper. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy it for thirty. Y'all ever Dave's thumper? (laughs) Y'all ever? Guys, sorry, I keep coughing. Fuck. Uh, It is time to end this podcast. You can, uh, if you like this podcast and you want support, you can uh, buy a y'all ever shirt or a feeling shirt. It's all at uh, suicidebuddies.threadless.com. Uh, you can check out bonus episodes. We do uh, bonus Patreon episodes about like movie suicides. It's always fun and extra content up there. And there's you know five dollar uh, entry into the Patreon if you care to do it. But we love you anyway, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Jake. When can I watch that corporate premiere? You can
1: watch Corporate Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central. It'll be going until like March 14th or or March 12th or March 14th. But you can watch it. You can also watch it on the Comedy Central app on demand or at cc.com. Please watch the show so I can make another season of it because I like my (laughs) job and it stops me from killing myself. So
0: it's on you. Okay. Here's the plan. Set Set your TiVos. Watch it also live when it comes out. Then download the CC app. Stream it while you're asleep. <laughs> All episodes. Keep it going. This is what I did when, when fucking Mystery Science Theater came out. I just yeah, stream, I, know. I just streamed it nonstop on two different accounts.
1: <laughs> and it got picked up. Yeah, I think that uh, also I want to mention that Dave Ross, uh, who I am today, uh, was the star of one of the episodes in season one, which we've already talked about a year ago. But he's That's on the right. show. We got a lot of great people from the comedy scene in LA on, on this season. It's, it's full of great comedians um, doing good work.
0: Yeah, and if you guys want to check Dave when he's uh, feeling better, and you can see me perform for his album recording, which will be February 12th at The Echo. So check out uh, tickets for that at Dave's website, davetotheross.com. And we'll check you guys out later. Thanks for being with us. Glad you're alive. Oh my God, what a great episode. But you know, are you still dealing with the dark thoughts? Well, Dave and I would prefer it if you actually dealt with it. Uh, We're not medical professionals, but we would like it if you're actually dealing with these depressive, dark, swirling thoughts that you maybe call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, They're at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And... They're great people. They have the resources to help uh, you deal with your current situation. And Dave and I, we're happy that you're with us. Thanks.